Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Wild Wasteland. As always, I'm Dean Maldonado, and with me, uh, as he oftentimes is, is Michael Johnson. What's going on? I'm wearing a blue shirt today. Welcome to the podcast. He is wearing a blue shirt. I mean, it Black has stripes blue. of blue. It's like a bowling shirt. Oh, it's entirely a bowling shirt. It's like, not like a bowling shirt. It's 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 pretty great. I'm getting to that age. Yeah, he's 72. <laughs> He finally thinks that he needs to wear a bowling shirt. Bowling shirts, shorts, and uh, flip-flops for the rest of my life, dude. Yep, with a newsy cap. I wish I had a cap. I, I'm not a cap guy. That's not yet. Not yet. You weren't a bowling shirt guy until now, and soon That's you'll a be fair, a cap guy. I want to be um, those like kangaroo hats. Oh, Kangle? Are you, is that what they were? Yeah. <laughs> like like uh, Samuel Jackson wore them throughout oh, the 90s. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's Kangle. That's like a cool like cap thing. I guess. Do they still have those? Does of course. Those? Of course they still make it. Oh. They they still make a lot of things if you look for it. <laughs> you can still buy a full like 60 pound bag of just Lucky Charms marshmallows. No. Yeah. They sell just the good parts? Yeah, just the cuz they send all the shitty parts to horse farms. Oh. <laughs> Where they make glue. Exactly. Oh. So what are we talking about today? No, we're we're going to be talking, uh, honestly, about the power of belief. Oh, my God. Are we by... going to become a religious podcast now? No, 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 no. We're looking at that, but through the lens of uh, the Heaven's Gate cult. Oh, I love Heaven's Gate cult. Nothing like sneakers and... Uh, sneakers, shaved hair, and... <laughs> and uh, comets. Five bucks and quarters. Oh, well, you know, that's... You got to get across the river sticks to cost some money. I guess inflation really went up in hell. Yeah, it's like it used to be what two pence, two pence. Now it's five <laughs> five dollars and quarters. Just quarters though, not no nickels and don't like don't fucking try to you know chump out the the ferryman. You know he's, he he wants those twenty quarters. Oh yeah, God's falling behind on his rent, <laughs> so he needs some he needs some help with the laundry. It's fucking gentrification, dude. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, <laughs> heaven stopped being a, a gated neighborhood and just shit went downhill. <laughs> oh, oh, they got rid of the pearly gates. <laughs> they got rid of the pearly gates and like... So they're letting everybody in. Yeah, centaurs started coming in. They're like, we're, we're, we don't have bathrooms for you. And they're like, you guys don't have bathrooms at all. What's going on here? What do you do with your feces? And they're like, yeah. well, none of us poop. And they're like, well, what are we supposed to do? <laughs> And then it just all went downhill from there. Mm-hmm. The unicorns came in, started a fight. Christianity oh. needs to take a page out of the Mormon religion. You got to put up as many gates as possible, <laughs> and also find a state in America that you can control too. Yeah, that second part's helpful. Yeah, to like be Utah. fair, the the Christians already did that, but better. Yeah, because they control a city <laughs> that was given its own designation as its own country in the middle of another country. Well, for the longest time, Italy did not uh, recognize the Vatican. It wasn't until like 1994 or something that they actually like acknowledged them as, wow. a, as a country, or like essentially like uh, how um, maybe they were just waiting for them to uh, finally um, apologize to Galileo. <laughs> that's my, that's one of my favorite like examples of the church just being a piece of shit to be a piece of shit. Look, I invented the the helicopter, and they're like, "Burn it." No, it was it was that he was like, "Hey, um, uh, just so you know, okay, 
I found out some uh, pretty revolutionary shit. And they're like, ooh, ooh, cool. Tell we us love, first. We, we want to know. We love revolutionary shit. And he's like, um, yeah, so you remember how you guys have been telling everyone that like the entire universe revolves around our planet? Nothing's wrong with that, right? We're still, you know, number one. Oh, we're totally, Humans, uh, yeah. totally in it. In the middle of the um, universe, sure. But we're kind of actually, we're all rotating around that big sun, and some of these other stars are actually other planets that are doing it with us. And it's uh, that thing's in the center, and we're just kind of going around it. No, it's going around us. No, 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 no. I, I can prove it, math, math. Here, let me show you my math. And here, uh, this is you know, I don't like what you're talking. Burn him. No, they didn't burn him. They put him under house arrest. <laughs> yeah, they just locked him in the until house for he died. 50 years. <laughs> well, and then it wasn't until 1992 that they officially recanted their uh, their stance. Their, well, yeah, their their stance, and they they gave an apology to Galileo. Oh, he, he I bet he really appreciates that. Yeah. Yeah, like, in, in 92. I've been, I've been dead for 300 years. Yeah. Well, they finally, you know, they really turned a page when they when the Pope saw Aladdin. Oh, wow. He was like, oh, it Robin is a whole Williams really can do a lot, so I guess we can go around the sun. <laughs> Put out a memo. Like, Jesus Christ. What the fuck? Are you pandering to the Disney crowd right now because of the new garbage remakes of all these crap is going on? No, I'm actually, I haven't seen any of the ones, I haven't seen the Aladdin, I haven't seen the Lion King. Yeah, probably for the best. They look like shit. I am excited to go and see the live action Mulan, simply because, here's the thing, there's no dragons, there's no singing. They made it into an Asian action film. This will do well in China. Yeah. This will not do well in America. No, but I'll love it. Like, that's, I don't know. I'm, like, I'm the kind of guy to go more. watch a fucking three and a half hour Chinese movie called God of War, which is just about, like, one dude who's a great soldier. Oh, I love all those Chinese. Like, I've been watching a few of those uh, Chinese movies. They're, oh, they're pretty if, good. if you want a good series, just go watch uh, Ip Man. Oh, yeah. There's, a, there's three of them. Yeah. And then I, they made a fourth one. I haven't seen that one. But the third one's good. He fights Mike Tyson. Really? Oh yeah. Okay. I haven't. Um, it was. A, I saw those like, God, like ten years ago or something on Netflix. Yeah, they're never going off Netflix. Yeah, I'm like because Americans love Donnie Yen. Yeah. We just love that fucking guy. I watched one where it was like the Great Wall of China with um, Matt Damon. That was pretty cool. Was it? <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of liked it. <laughs> It was garbage. Yeah, I heard it got shit reviews because everyone's like, "Why is Matt Damon a Chinese man?" <laughs> he wasn't a Chinese. He was like helping the Chinese. The Chinese were like, "We need to. We can't figure this out without a white guy." And they're like, "I know a guy. <laughs> I know a guy. He somehow <laughs> lives here and doesn't speak our language." I met Damon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a time traveler. <laughs> I once killed a cop and forgot my identity. Oh. And then went back to school and was given a love life lesson until I finally, finally realized that I'm truly just a real puppet who can only say his name. Mad Damon! <laughs> Halfway through that, I got confused and was thinking about uh, Mark Wahlberg. Same here. I almost went to Ted. <laughs> yeah, I was like... Uh, they look exactly the same. I know. It's like, it's like uh, Dennis Quaid and... Uh, Harrison Ford. They look yeah. shockingly similar when you put them next to each other. 
There's there's other examples, but I can't think of any right yeah, now. Yeah, Paul Rudd and Paul Rudd. <laughs> they look stupidly similar. Yeah, like if you just look like a normal guy. But you know what's weird? Jonah Hill and Jonah Hill look nothing alike. Right? Fat Jonah, like really fat Jonah Hill from like grandma boys. From no, like- when he's really fat, he looks very similar to when he's really skinny. When he's that mid-weight... He looks like an entirely different person. You, you, uh, you. Did you read that he was losing work when he lost all that weight, so he had to gain it back? Well, I believe it. Did you see him in uh, War War Dogs? I love War Dogs. What are you talking about? But did you see how fat he was in that? Yeah, yeah, uh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, he definitely reinflated you, you, himself. You need, you need to be fat to work, Jonah Hill. And he's like, "Damn it, we are. We got enough skinny guys. We got enough frumpy guys. We need a fat guy. Yeah, we need a funny fat guy." I'm your man. I'm replacing Jonah Hill. You can, but I think uh, Zach Galifianakis has first dibs. No, he's gonna he's retiring. Oh yeah, he's gonna go be a full time clown. Yeah, because Baskets has done so goddamn well. Like it's on its like fourth or fifth season. <laughs> I've never seen it. Oh, no, I've I've never seen a, a single episode. Is it good? It's very Galifianakis. If you like his okay. humor, you'll like the show. It's difficult because he has a lot of different like there's. His stand-up is different from his acting, which is different well, his, from his, his like, stand-up is weird humor. His, third, his stand-up is mostly absurdist. I like which it. Which isn't supposed to have a point. I um, I remember he was pretending to be his brother or something a few times. Oh. Did you ever see that? Like, No, I just know I'm that, Randy. I'm a, oh, I have seen I'm, that. I'm his brother. But there, I, I just like that he... Uh, when he moved to L.A., he didn't have a washing machine, and so he did all his laundry at this one place and, like, made friends with an old lady. Yeah. And he, like, brings her to every premiere and all, like, the award shows and shit like that. Just this random old lady that he made friends with. That's really nice. You know, celebrities are just like us. So Except talking about belief. Really, 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 really rich. Well, they do all right. Yeah. A couple <laughs> mil in the bank. What's that to talk about? Um... Yeah, but do they have a podcast with a hundred listeners? No, they couldn't <laughs> yeah, exactly. have one of those yeah. if they tried. No, they'd be like like Con- the Conan O'Brien podcast is one of the quickest sinking ships I've ever seen in my life. Really? How's I that? Don't know. How so? I would just fuck around. I don't know anything. Damn, I haven't read anything. It's probably not doing well. Well, if you want to talk about belief, we can talk about the Heaven's Gate cult. Oh yeah, the Heaven's Gate cult. I love this. So, um, for those of you who don't know, Heaven's Gate. Was uh, it was going to be a series of like beliefs, and we talk about different cults. If you want, I really didn't plan to do that, but we can. Like, I want to do more cults. Okay, then start telling me which cults you want to do, and we'll do more cults. You okay. hear that, ladies and gentlemen? We're doing cults. Uh, put your put your put your triangle hats on. You don't need a triangle hat. You just need a hat made of aluminum foil. No, that's for that was when we were doing aliens. When we're doing cult stuff, I want I want ever I want people to take funny pictures of you wearing a hat and send it to us. Not through the email because no one fucking uses it. But the the Facebook Facebook group. Just post it on the page. That nobody fucking (laughs) looks Just post it on the page. I want to see triangle hats, because we're starting a cult. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I mean, we we already have uh, you to bankroll and me to be the charismatic leader. <laughs> It'll work. Thank you, uh, Ma Zedong. Yeah, you're welcome. I prefer, uh, actually, I prefer to be known as Marshall Applewhite. Oh, okay. All right. You can be my Bonnie Nettles. Thank you. Will do. So those two, um, 
very, very odd pasts before they came together. So Bonnie Nettles was in like a 23-year marriage and then split. That same summer, she met Marshall Applewhite. Okay. Who is the... who was divorced who just got divorced from his wife after 19 years and fired from his job as a um fry cook no he was a professor he was a college professor of music oh in texas and he got fired because uh he was found to be sexually assaulting uh some of the some of his male students oh well that that which is also why his uh his wife divorced him yeah nothing like Wait, how? A, a university? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. No, I was going to say like pedophilia, a, but no, it's just no. They were like just rape. Probably, yeah. It's just rape. <laughs> um, it's the time. Come on. <laughs> oh. They were old enough to know it was wrong. Ah, you know, have a few drinks. Come over. You know, maybe wear some white shoes. You know, maybe put uh, twenty quarters in your pocket, or you just nah, have to he see me. He wasn't even nearly at that phase yet. Okay. So they met up. And they and so she was going around uh, parts of Texas. Yeah, Bonnie Nettles was doing astrological charts. Okay, for people, and that's when she met. And she did his astrological chart, and she told her daughter that there was something very different and special about him. Mm. And so they started um, a new religion. Which as you do, they you know started as a small business, and they went out to find followers. Mm-hmm. So in 1973. Those two went on a, uh, what they said, a spiritual road trip where, because a lot of this is, uh, is notated through Bonnie Nettles' daughter because Bonnie would send her letters. And the letters, she's like, you know, we just came out of uh, three weeks in the wilderness and we know what we're sent here to do. Uh, and I was right about this man. He is something very special. This is like the big one. This is the big one. Yeah. So the Bonnie was all bought in. Do do we have any of the letters, or um, are they all like private? No, nah, they're pretty private, and the daughter only like quotes from them in certain interviews. Well, that's a, that's interesting and and good, but it's like ah, I, I know, I know, I want the, it. Put the letters out. But so they wanted to try and save humanity as Jesus once did. Oh, good. Yeah, nothing like a Jesus issue to start a cult. Mm-hmm. So, Apple. Do you know what year this was? 1973. Okay. And so Applewhite, who goes by Murph, his name, his name is Murphy. Okay. But so so Murph um, actually gets arrested on this spiritual road trip for attempting to steal a rental car and uh, does six months in jail for it. St- stealing a rental car? That's like, I don't know, that's almost- Because they were, they were penniless. Yeah, like, just say, like, oh, I'll pay you back, IOU rental car. Jesus took the wheel. <laughs> I couldn't stop him. I was like, "Well, Jesus, yeah, what are you on. doing? What are you doing, Lord? We don't. We didn't rent this car pr- pr- properly. Yeah, we didn't go through the proper channels. Jesus just punched through the window, grabbed the wires. I couldn't stop him. He didn't get hurt because the glass just went right through his hand, just where that nail went in. Um, but so he, while he was in jail, he like finely tuned what their pitch was going to be. Oh, and. Jail seems to do that for a lot of uh, cult leaders. Well, like, I mean, yeah, it just gives them time to think. Yeah, Hitler, uh, this guy, a few other people. I can. Yeah, Manson. Man, yeah, <laughs> Manson spent the majority of his life in jail. Yeah, well, he his whole pretty much his whole life. Yeah, all of his life except for like four months. Yeah, and probably like the first like eleven years. Well, yeah, but he was in juvenile. <laughs> I know he was in juvie when he was like 
eight. Yeah. But so, um, he actually re- reached out to this um, UFO publisher who runs a journal, and uh, asked him to promote them, like them and their cause. Okay. And so, he put on the next issue. He said two individuals say they were sent from the level above human and are about to leave the human level and literally, physically, return to the next evolutionary level in a spacecraft within months. Uh, And they named their group Human Individual Metamorphosis. All right, working on, working on the... (laughs) Yeah, they're working on the name. (laughs) Name's pretty rough. I wouldn't join the Human Metamorphosis. Human Individual Metamorphosis. Yeah, that sounds terrible. Uh, It really doesn't roll off the tongue. Yeah, Kind of, kind of lost me there. I, I was with you the whole time. But the thing is that you can, you can watch all of the videos that Marshall Applewhite put out. That's amazing. And you can watch videos of uh, interviews with the people in this cult as they're in it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and yeah, so we're just having a good time. Nettles and Applewhite they actually end up calling themselves the Two, oh. which was a reference to the Book of Revelations. And it talks about the two Alpha witnesses. And Omega. Oh, okay. And they uh, they were slain for what they saw, and they ascended to heaven. Okay. Now, one interesting detail is that Murph actually claimed that he could telepathically communicate with people. And so that UFO publisher, he was like, if you ever need to get back in contact with me, I don't know where I'll be, so I don't have a phone number. But here is a mental code that you can send to me telepathically, and I will receive it and reach out to you. Um, and so the guy, you know, he published a thing, he went on his merry little way and in like 1974 and five, there were these reports of people being missing after they went to one of these, uh, like human metamorphosis meetings. Oh. And which really was just people got intoxicated with the vibrations and what they were putting out and believed them and kept (laughs) following them around the country. Okay. Uh, but so he, the UFO publisher actually mentally did his code and he actually, he said that the next morning he received a call from Murph, which actually for him made him fully believe Murph. That would be very strange if true. Right? I wonder what the code was. Like, sex, that's what I wanted to know. Like, sexy man six nine six nine six nine. But so the, the, the group was like fucking, they were destitute. They had no money. This and is so a terrible cult. Cults well, so always have too much money. Not not when they start up. Uh, you know, you depends on which a few one. People, you know. Well, so their their members that they had actually like begged for money. They sold their blood. Jeez. Oh, um, and their their richer members and their more elderly members. Their more elderly members would sign away their social security to the fun, to the group. Yeah. The young members with trust funds would sign their trust funds to the group. That's um, a step, oh, step one in the cult is take everything away from someone so they can't leave. Mm-hmm. You are invested in this for the rest of your life. And, and so it might be might not be that much longer. Well, by 1976, the two oh. got really pissed off that the that reporters kept asking questions about Applewhite's past and how the group was making money. Oh, we got beggars on the street. And so they actually went off the grid. And they claimed to start they claimed to be camping and preparing in good energy states 
which was California, Arizona, and Colorado. Energy as in like like telepathic. Yeah. Oh. Like clean, clear energy, good energy, not negative energy like New York. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or DC scumbag. Yeah. yeah. DC Oh my God, can you imagine? A uh, cult in DC. And when they were interviewing surviving members, they would actually recount that there was like this massive sense of urgency to mm-hmm. be prepared. And especially when they got into those, because there were groups of about 60 people yeah, in like multiple states. And he said, once we got into like those isolated groups where like you weren't communicating with family, you wouldn't communicate with anyone. He's like, that's where like people really began to focus and like drive for this goal. Um, and so by the 1980s, the group actually started to, to splinter mm-hmm. because they were waiting for so long. Yeah, you know, like- they're still preparing. And older members started to quit, and the group rebranded itself. Okay, as good. Heaven's Gate. Oh, okay, yeah. They uh, they hit the jackpot with the name. Like that is an amazing. Oh yeah, it's a good one. Name. I would join Heaven's Gate. And so in 1982, uh, Nettles sent a letter to her daughter, which actually implied that she stopped believing in this whole thing and really wanted to leave. She's not part of the two anymore. It's just the one. Well, here's the shitty thing. Uh-oh. <clears throat> Nettles actually developed brain cancer in 85. Jesus. And she went to a hospital where she, where uh, Applewhite checked her in under a fake name, mm-hmm. and she died alone in a, ho- in a hospital oh room. God. That hospital was like two hours from her family. What an asshole. And he didn't even tell her family until a couple months after she was dead. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's yeah. fucked. Yeah, I didn't know any of this. This is wild. So the group was really shook by one of the two dying. Mm-hmm. And so Applewhite actually had to like go into his doctrine and change it. And change that there were other ways of ascending to this astral plane. And she had chosen to go early and prepare for them. Um, See, this is always the, the the issue with like having a very dogmatic belief structure. You know, like yeah. very specific guidelines and... If if any deviation from it like makes you look like an idiot, you probably shouldn't write that in there. Yeah, just, you're kind of fucked. Kind of just keep it kind of vague. Mm-hmm. Like every good like Nostradamus is great with that. Like, oh, between two rivers there will be a sunset and a man wearing a blue hat. Then the end of the world. <laughs> just like, oh, mm-hmm. what is that a metaphor? You is that real? Like you literally mean there's a guy between two rivers or uh, two rivers. Like the casino, yeah. <laughs> or is it a metaphor, like two rivers, as in like like a de- like a river delta, cr- like a crossing? I'm confused. Political, I don't know. But so, um, after he changed all of his doctrines, yeah, to be more this vague. is this is when the crackdown came. Oh, so they were all living in this house, and um, as you do, <clears throat> he would Applewhite would like every time they're in the house, they're in the spacecraft. And they would mm-hmm. do their routines to prepare. And he started, like, measuring their food intake. He gave them very strict rules for interacting with people outside of the house. Very um Shinrikyo in that way. And uh, he started questioning his members' faith. Like, uh-huh. openly. He, like, would, like, say that, like, you know, if you don't believe me, like, if you believe me, then prove it. Like, do this. Mm-hmm. He would question them. And... 
he always had distanced himself from male members because he had gay urges. Oh, right, because... Yeah, I forgot about that. He's gay. Yeah. He's like a he's like a hidden gay. He's like Yeah, a, and he tries to push down and tamp down these urges until he <laughs> sexually assaults a person. Yeah, because uh cuz when you start a cult, you usually do it for you usually do it for money and pussy. Uh unless you're gay, then it's money and buttholes. Supposedly. But uh but yeah, if you're trying to hide your gay urges, what the fuck even why are you doing a cult then, dude? Like, well, here's the best part. So he started questioning all these people and trying to make them prove their faith. And he came upon this idea that they needed to cleanse themselves and purify their spirit. By sucking his dick. <laughs> no, by removing all sexual urges. Oh, my, man, what a loser. I hate this cult. <laughs> he wanted, he asked all of the male members to join him in getting surgically castrated. Now having, that's that's not original. Most having cults like do your that. your dick and balls chopped off. Uh, no, surgical though. Surgical. So you just snip, right? No, they like lop you mean it like off. 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 It's not oh chemical castration where like the, the the shit just doesn't produce it anymore. It's, oh, it's surgical. And he wanted, and literally, he got six other men to go <laughs> with him to Mexico City, where they got their junk lopped off. They in Mexico? Back. Yeah, they went down to Mexico to do it. I mean, that... That's the true tragedy here. That's believing in something. Would you cut your dick and balls off or something? It would have to be really goddamn convincing. This podcast? No. <laughs> I wouldn't chop my dick and balls off for this podcast. <laughs> I don't know if that's like a measure of true faith for something that you put a lot of work and effort into. Like, like I, I kind of get it. Like, if I didn't have a dick and balls, man, I'd be so productive. I would not be, I would just be alone working on stuff, but nothing would be good. You'd just be working on stuff all day long and it just sucks. Yeah, there wouldn't be much passion. Yeah, it's like, yeah, maybe I'll make some money. But what's the point of money? My dick and balls aren't there. Yeah, what am I driving for? What do I want, someone who will love me? Who's going to love this? I look like a Ken doll. (laughs) I look like like a Ken doll with like a dog-like scar down there. Oh, it's one of those vertical cuts. Gross. Um. So now, in so the, six guys got their dick and balls cut off, well, and him. Well, seven. Yeah, seven. Seven, seven oh. including him. Well, he doesn't count because he's an asshole. Well, he would. In the video that's most often circulated, yeah, the, about uh, Heaven's Gate the meme. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, it was him talking about. It was called Videotape Two: Planet Earth About to Be Recycled. Your only chance to survive. Leave with us. Came out October fifth, ninety six. It's an hour long. And we're gonna play it right now. God no. 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 I'm gonna post uh, the link to their the Heaven's Gate. It's still it's it's, it's still, still a functioning on. website and it's a still functioning. Uh, yeah, you can organization. Yeah, you can email them and ask for like their literature and their books. They they have a Vimeo channel with all of their VHS tapes uploaded. That's what I love. That's what I love to see, man. Like, and so I'm going to post that on our page um, when we put this out. Yeah, and I'll be watching it tonight. And uh, so in the early 90s. Right, back in the 90s. Murph, he really, he was pretty good at this. Um, he he wanted to relay to people that he was a higher being like Jesus. Oh, and still so he, the Jesus thing. Oh, yeah, still the Jesus thing. Jesus had a dick and balls, though. Maybe. You're right, we don't know. We don't know. No one ever inspected that. 
Ah, he was banging that one chick. Who, Mary Magdalene, his yeah. mom? No. Wait. Mary Magdalene. Oh. The prostitute. Oh, the, the, yeah, yeah, the prostitute. Yeah, yeah. He, he was, was banging just, her. He was just banging her. Maybe. I don't know. The only person that he ever depicted banging was uh, those those merchants in the in the church when he pulled out a whip and beat their asses and kicked them out of the church. Stop gambling in my church. This is my church. Yeah. Um. <laughs> did he do that? He did. Oh no, the him, Merv. Murph? No, Murph. Murph was smart. Oh. In the nineties, he started spreading his ideas online. Wow, the internet was still around. And so he created a bunch of websites through an like an overarching company that he had made called Higher Source. And through Higher Source they also put like it was basically like a way to make your own website as well. Yeah, it shows cuz the website that, that's still up to this day is, is very 1991. <laughs> well, it earned him $400,000 a year. Jesus Christ. And so with that in money, the 90s? Yeah. On the internet? Yeah. That's like 90% of what the internet was making that year. Yeah. It was oh, holy insane. fuck, 400000 400000 a year. We're starting a cult, dude. So with that money, he put out full-page ads in major newspapers telling his members that he was attempting to reach out and recruit a second wave of believers to go with him. Right. Now... Never die alone. So now we get to the part that... I don't think he was ever prepared for, even though he's been preparing since the 70s. Yeah. When the Hale-Bopp comet actually comes to Earth, okay. which for those of you who actually have never really heard about uh, Heaven's Gate, their belief is that the two were a higher form of life that had come down from the kingdom of heaven and taken over the bodies of these people as vessels, mm -hmm. and that all of their followers were also just vessels that were holding these higher beings who had forgotten that they're higher beings. And so they were reminding them and telling them that the Hale-Bob Comet would be coming by to pick them up. Yeah. And that there is a ship that follows the comet inside of the tail mm -hmm. that... When it passes, they are going to basically pick them up and bring them over to the kingdom of heaven. Good, so, it's a good plan, man. Very uh, Scientology. Very. Uh, the the concept of alien beings living inside of us or whatever in volcanoes or something. I don't know some fucking bullshit. Well, so in March of 1997, the Hale Bob comet was starting to approach. Fuck. <laughs> and so Murph said that there was a. Uh, you know, that it was all coming to fruition. And that all the members uh, had to get ready. Yeah. And so, higher source websites, all of them put out a red alert, which is still up on the Heaven's Gate website right now. Wow. And it says, whether Hale-Bopp has a companion or not is irrelevant from our perspectives. However, its arrival is joyously very significant to us at Heaven's Gate. The joy is that our older member of in the evolutionary level above human, the kingdom of heaven, has made it clear to us that Hale-Bopp's approach is the marker we have been waiting for. The time for the arrival of the spacecraft from the level above human to take us home to their world in the literal heavens. 
our 22 years of classroom here on planet Earth is finally coming to conclusion. Graduation from the human evolutionary level. We are happily prepared to leave this world and go with T's crew. Now, so T is yeah, another T? T is another name for uh, Applewhite because at a certain point the two became the one. And no, he's they a T? they they changed their names to things that were also common companions, and so he was T, and Bonnie was Doe. As in like do re mi fa so la ti do, so That's he was T and she thing. was do and do died so he was still T. Um, <laughs> it was T he he all the way home. But so all of the uh, all of the members prepared themselves. Yeah, and so they drank. They were in head to toe brand new track suits. <laughs> sorry, no, no, no. So I'm so sorry. They were in uh, sweatpants and these these <laughs> special T-shirts that had a patch on the arm that said Heaven's Gate. Uh, oh, what was it? It's like Outbound Crew or something like that, or Explorer Crew. <laughs> it's something like that. And there's people on Etsy who still sell those patches. Oh yeah, no, that's um, a smart idea. I want to. I, I might buy one. But so they uh, put it on my skunk ape shirt. They drank this concoction of chemicals of barbiturates and then they drank alcohol and then they put a plastic bag over their head and they yeah. laid down in their brand new track shoes their with their shaved head yeah. and their quarters in their pocket and they waited to die. When they died, a team of living members, because they went in waves, yeah. would come in, take off the bag and lay a uh, purple cloth covering their face, like basically their chest area. Mm-hmm. And they had ascended. Oh. And so... Nice. On March 26th... Oh, actually, this is crazy. They With that red alert, they also FedExed a bunch of boxes to their old friends and old members. With bombs in them? No, no, no. Oh. With a videotape talking about how they were returning to the ship, to their higher plane. It was effectively like a goodbye... Oh, that's... But there was also a letter. Jesus. And one of the, the two surviving members, this guy Chuck Humphrey, uh, he was talking about when he received that letter because it said how, you know, how they were, how they had left their vehicles and they had, you know, left their vehicles the way they entered them and they're returning through the ship to the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. And Chuck Humphrey was so upset that he kind of like missed this opportunity that he tried to kill himself a few weeks after that, and the uh, the police stopped him. Well, thank God. Um, and he, for the rest of his life, spread the message of Heaven's Gate. Oh, and that's the reason why it's still up and open till this day is him. Nah, it's because there's a other subsidiary company that bought it and continues it going. What the but, fuck? It was bought out. Well, yeah, like by, Walmart? Uh, no, nah, it's called Tela Tela Services. T E L A H. They're in uh, Phoenix, Arizona. Oh my god! But how much how much money are they still making to this day? I didn't four hundred thousand dollars a year. But if you do want uh, hard editions of the book, of their books, uh, it's forty five bucks to tell us to tell us services to get you it. Oh, now how many people uh, died, passed away, committed suicide? Well, so they went from having thirty one members 
Oh, okay. To having two. So twenty nine. So twenty nine died. Twenty nine their lives. Killed themselves and ascended to their higher plane. Do we know if they actually succeeded? No, but there was a lot of myth and lore on like television networks when they left yeah. about like them seeing like a strange thing following the comet. And people <laughs> were like, Oh, it's the ship and it's like No. Well, it only comes around two th- every two thousand years, right? Mm-hmm. So it is pretty eventful. Like it does I remember seeing it. I didn't drink any chemicals or alcohol. You didn't, yeah, you didn't lay down and get ready to die? Not yet. Well, so this brings us to another technical cult. Oh, okay. Now this is called This is a twofer. Yeah. So this is called the Unaris Academy of Science. All right. Uh what? <laughs> now Unaris is still an active organization. They were founded in nineteen fifty four. By a couple. Now, this couple uh, was Ernest and Ruth Norman. Mm -hmm. And so they controlled the organization from 54 to 71. And they defined the mission as an explanation and promotion of interdimensional science of life in the books they would write. He said that he channeled the material via his psychic connections with extraterrestrial intelligences. And basically they had they they talked about aliens coming into land and talk and tell us, you know, train us how to live. Mm-hmm. But a lot of their quote unquote studying um revolves around their belief in the immortality of the soul and the fact that they think that Everyone has been reincarnated many, many times. This is just fucking Heaven's Gate with a different name. Yeah, that's what people assumed. Oh, and that's what's funny is because though they, because um, they they actually were given uh, there was a new leader that came in. Mm-hmm. His name was Marvin, <laughs> the, the Martian. Martian. Mm. Yes, hello. I see where you're going with this. But no, they, um, well, because the two of them, they actually were an older couple. And so Edward died first. I mean, Ernest died first, and then, um, later his wife. But it's like the opposite. <laughs> what the fuck? Well, no, because, because Ernest died in 71. His wife continued it. They, they had this, I, they had, they said that basically Ernest had this mental connection with aliens who had shown him. And they were Martians. They were people on Mars. Yeah, yeah. And they lived in these channels that you can see from a telescope on mm-hmm. Mars. And so they live underneath the crust in these channels because they had been scorched by, you know, uh Sun. Yeah, by this well the hot sun on Mars. Well, no, because you know when uh by a solar flare. Oh. Like a solar flare flare went out and like whipped the planet and yeah, burnt the entire the, thing. Yeah, destroyed the atmosphere or whatever. And so that all the Martians live underground in these channels. And so they wrote a bunch of these books about this shit. And then they talked about how, you know, they could uh, attain their higher self. And eventually they started talking about how they were in communication with people known as the Friendly Space Brothers. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. Uh... 
So after learning oh, to read their past go. lives, they learned how like what the issues were with their life and how to correct it and things of that nature. And so one of their earlier followers, when he eventually found them, they found that his past life, he was a uh, Pontius Pilate who was the, the, the Roman governor who was the one who decreed the death of Jesus. Oh, I didn't know that, but man, um, that guy's that guy's a meanie, huh? If he didn't do that, this whole... I bet Christianity wouldn't have existed. No, probably not. Good, good for Pontius Pilate, you know? He's just doing his job. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, but, so... Yes. So they, they believed in UFOs. Oh, and they were located in uh, Glenview, which was not very far from where Heaven's Gate was. So when Heaven's Gate happened, <laughs> they got fucking blasted. Yeah, the, I bet that would look really, really awkward. Like, uh-oh. Yeah, no, we're a different alien call, I swear. Yeah. We don't want to die. They also were talking about like how aliens are going to come to Earth. W- were they planning on killing themselves? No, no, no. They wanted to learn from these aliens. Yeah, but like you never know. Like maybe that meant they fucking blow their brains out with shotgun shell. Who knows what these fucking people are thinking? Well, so this guy started going by uh, Uriel, who was the one. He he um. Sorry, yeah, Uriel actually um. Died in ninety three. Oh, okay. And her death confirmed this long held prophecy that the land. It, it kind of broke a lot of their prophecies because Uriel was supposed to be the one who they were communicating with at that point once mm-hmm. uh, once uh, Ernest died and they were going to land during Uriel's lifetime. Uh, and so this guy Spiegel uh, also was like, hey, uh, I can channel him. <laughs> and everyone's like, I don't think so. Your name's Spiegel. You can't we, we do all, anything. We don't think you can, Louis. Louis Spiegel. Hey, how you doing? I, I talk to the fucking aliens. Just give me some money. That's all. I, it's, uh, you just give me $35 and uh, tell you what the aliens are telling me. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Maybe some shit falls off the back of a truck and you get some good shit. You get some fucking alien knowledge you fell off a truck. But So, so, so Spiegel uh, you know, tried to channel in front of everyone and they were like, oh... You can't do it. And oh, then, aliens, tell me the secrets of the universe. And so uh, they actually he, they actually were just like, yeah, you're a bunch of bullshit. Um, we're going to keep following the text, but not you. Uh, we were talking about con man earlier, like confidence men, like yeah. con men. This guy is like a, what's an unconfident man? Like uncon man. <laughs> Uh, uh, not In, a salesman. Incompetent man. <laughs> well, so they started the 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 new leader, who he was, and he was probably the best leader that they had. He changed all the claim of like they're coming for one person, to they're going to come to teach all of us. They're going to land over here. They've reached out and told us that. In 2001, oh, uh, always have to cement will, the year. They will send uh, 
Well, this was actually the second year that they proposed. The first time they proposed, it was in like 77. Oh, God damn. And when 78 rolled around, they were like, obviously we weren't ready. And then they, and by 79, like, we received another communication that it's going to happen in 2001. We're still Basically, not ready. They, they gave us a 20-year gap to get ready. Okay. Um, and then 9-11 happened. I know. <laughs> but so supposedly one spacecraft was going to land in the Bermuda Triangle. Oh. If you were going to say New York, I would shit myself. And then 33 other crafts were going to land in this space. In the Bermuda Triangle. Out near California. Oh. Out near where their enclave was. Oh, that little desert? In the desert. Yeah. There's and like they a were little going. De- have you seen that? The little desert thing? Yeah, it's pretty cool. Is it's that an, is that where they were talking about, or is it something? Yeah, else? it's because like a desert on elevated plane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the thirty three ships were going to land on top of each other and kind of stack and interconnect, and become this like giant tower. And each one of the ships will have a thousand teachers oh. that will descend to basically train humanity and teach us how we can fix our planet and continue living prosperously into the future. Oh, okay. Which is kind of strange to me. What about what you just said is strange? (laughs) This is literally (laughs) what the Sumerians wrote about. Oh, really? Well, the Sumerians wrote about... Ancient Aliens, episode three, four, and five. Well, so the Sumerians wrote about the sky people... Coming through the great bra- the great bracelet, mm-hmm. which is the asteroid belt out like that Pluto's in, they d- they came through the great bracelet and they landed on Earth and they taught them how to have a modern civilization. Okay, they taught them about everything from DNA to nuclear energy. They're like, dude, you know that we're in the Stone Age, right? Like, you will know one day. Yeah. Well, no, they brought them into the modern age. Oh, okay. And then they destroyed themselves. Oh, damn it. Either that or they were destroyed by something else. We don't know. That's Um, uh, Atlantis. There's there's two uh, big lost civilizations at that time. There was the the port city in in Egypt that they found about in the early 2000s. This is like sunken. Yeah, it's like right out like in the Mediterranean. Yeah. It's just like. It's not that deep. (laughs) It's like a civilization that's like. A thousand years f- future, like yeah, is it's, that where it should have been? It's and it's like, like, how'd this get here? What the? It's fuck? only like twenty meters down. Like, yeah, everyone's like, oh wow, we lost it forever. It's like, it's right there. I can see it. <laughs> I can, yeah, I can see the towers. <laughs> is that a pyramid? Um, but so the Space Brothers didn't end up coming in two thousand one. Obviously, oh damn, they they said the humanity was not ready. Oh, for stacking. Well, I, to be to be able to accept the knowledge. Because the biggest concern of the Unaris Academy of Science is that the space, the friendly space brothers will come down to teach us how to uh, modernize and complete our society well. Okay. And we'll attack them. And well, then they'll leave. Could that... Uh, what, they're, what they're really worried about is, uh, was, is a fucking comedian like me going there and being like, Oh shit! These aliens are coming by. Oh my god, they're gonna teach us stuff, and I'm just gonna yell out, "It's a cookbook! It's a cookbook!" And they're like, "God damn it!" <laughs> they hate that fucking episode, and they just like my fly god. up. Yeah, they're they're really worried about that one because that would have a lot of hate on their face. Yeah, would that be a very bad PR stunt for them? <laughs> like, <"Arr." laughs> 
So back on the home world is like tried to connect with Earth civilization, then Jackass ruined it for everybody. What's what's really strange to me is that the reason that people push back against these UFO cults is because they draw from Eastern religions and not Western, right? It yeah. bypasses the need for a single God. Mm-hmm. And it's a new determination to wait for these new prophets in the stars, which are literally just technological angels in some sense yeah, to come down and teach us what we need to know. And what was interesting is that there was this guy, the one that you were laughing at on the screen, the way you thought was like, oh. I just want to be dead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, his name is Reverend uh, Milton Northdruft. And he was a reverend for the majority of his life and fully embraces Christianity and fully embraces UFO doctrine. There's nothing that you can't enjoy both, you know? You get well, your bullshit from from a book and a bullshit from a guy, you know? Well, no, so he, uh, he started believing in UFOs when he was in New York City one time. And he saw four saucers just, like, flying around the city, flying around Manhattan and making different colors and changing where they were and bouncing around each other. And he watched this and he went back and told his congregation and he like noted that when he brought it up, like everyone was laughing. Yeah. Basically people were like, okay, well maybe I shouldn't believe anything this guy says. So he had to separate it. Got to keep them separated. But then he went digging into the Bible and he found he he quotes the uh, the passage that discusses the star of Bethlehem. Okay. Now that's the star that showed the three wise men where Jesus was. Nice. Yeah, I forgot. I didn't know what the fuck you're talking about. Now the quote from the Bible is, "The star that they had seen went before them until it came and stood over the place where the young child was." Stars don't do that. Yeah, nothing does that. Except for an air balloon with a light on it. Yeah, or a saucer that can move independently. But so, now referencing back to Applegate, right? Better. (laughs) Referencing back to Applegate. Okay. Applewhite, sorry. To to, 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 (laughs) Applegate. Applegate. Uh, No, that's a different different whole thing. Yeah, it's a whole other episode. The whole Steve Jobs conspiracy. Um, (laughs) Applegate. It's definitely a cult. We can definitely talk about Apple fans. Oh, of course. But we won't. Um, Now. (laughs) I have a cult idea. Aliens. Well, because Applewhite always talked about how Jesus was uh, a higher being that was placed into the vessel that was Jesus of Nazareth. Mm -hmm. And now if that were to be true, this star that was bringing the wise men could have simply been his spaceship. The spaceship and him getting implanting off. himself into this thing. Right. No, I get it. I get it. Well, where was the comet, though? Oh, they don't give a shit about the comet. <laughs> they really don't. The, the 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 leader of Unaris, when he was interviewed about Heaven's Gate, yeah. he said, you know, uh, we're all driving on this highway of life, and they took the wrong exit and got into a head-on collision. <laughs> That was his quote about them. Damn. Throwing shade at fucking dead people. <laughs> well, yeah, because they're very close in proximity and in belief. Just and he didn't little. want everyone thinking that they were going to kill themselves. Like, uh, um, lost a lot of members in 1996. 
Well, the fine the thing is great is that the, the fucking um, they kept they keep interviewing this guy, who is the president of the Christian Research Institute at the time. Okay. Which that organization itself is a fucking joke. The Christian yeah. Research Institute. Like, what are they researching? Right. The Bible. Who knows? They're the, they're they're the religion that has you know stomped on scientific progress for thousands of years. Right. But now they want to know what's going on. Yeah. What What about this Earth? So how not did being God flat? give a millipede so many legs? I thought he had large fingers. How did he attach each one? How did the devil bury all these dinosaur bones so quick? That's what I want to know. Well, so the the president of the Christian Research Institute, his name's uh, Hank Hanegraaff. Okay. And he was interviewed about uh, Unaris. And he said, Christianity does not preclude the possibility of UFOs, nor does science preclude the possibility of UFOs. So there's Hank Hanegraaff, right? Right. He says, Christianity does not preclude the possibility of UFOs, nor does science preclude the possibility of UFOs. He says, but we have not seen enough or any physical evidence to prove their existence. Now, that's really a a stupid fucking statement. Yeah, it's pretty dumb. Because he's trying to use a big word to confuse people. Mm -hmm. But all he's saying, and by the way, preclude... Is that even like the right word? I mean, he's just, he's applying it very liberally to (laughs) what it actually means. Uh Um, But basically he's trying to say that in all of the Christian doctrine and I'm sure his vast knowledge of all science. Well, yeah, he's part of the Christian Research Society president. it, It doesn't. It can't rule out the existence of UFOs. It can't say that they're not real. I guess. However, he hasn't seen or been th- had evidence thrown in his face because I'm sure he's avoiding any that could come up. Yeah. Uh, to prove it to him, preclude him to it. And he ended his statement by saying, "I think people believe in what they believe because they want to believe it." That's interesting that a person that is part of the Christian religion would say that, right? It's almost. <laughs> I was like, I can't agree with this man any more than I just did with that wow, statement. That's actually very apt. That's a that's an apt fucking observation. Well, because that was the entire that was the end all end all be all observation of our astrology episode as well. Is that people will believe in what they want to believe in I don't, yeah, simply because they want to believe it. Yeah. It gives them a sense of purpose. This is a of uh, control circular logic. Yeah. But it's true. But that's the thing, is that the power of belief and the power of control is a very interesting and powerful weapon. Because look at, I mean, we can go on, we can do an entire fucking episode on Jim Jones. We probably will at some point. Because he literally spent his entire life practicing... And testing just his ability to influence people people, and manipulate them in front of them. No, usually in groups. Well, he liked to have a group, yeah. Yeah, that that helps. Yeah. But so we'll talk about something like that. But this, check out the videos on our uh, 
Facebook on our page. Facebook page. Yeah. And just uh well, I guess we'll also I'll put po- we'll post a few uh pictures of of Apple White in the uh Earth about to be recycled video cuz good lord, he needs to learn to blink. I don't know what you mean. It's insane. But, you know, that's uh that's just the power of people. You yeah. know, we we have our brains have the ability to convince ourselves of anything. Oh yeah. It's not very hard to convince you. No. Just remove one piece of information. Yeah, people just want like uh who's it? Um I forget, but Barnum and Bailey or something. He always said like people want to be fooled or people Oh, PT P. Barnum? Yeah, PT Barnum. He said uh there's a sucker born every minute. Yeah, but there's a better quote like people want to be fooled. Like They do. They'll just That's what brings excitement is to know that they can be <laughs> fooled. Like like people that get scammed by like obvious scams. <laughs> like well, and that's the thing. So with P.T. Barnum, he was a fucking incredible PR man. Oh, yeah. Wasn't a good person, but who gives a shit about that? I don't know when that ever became the merit of we should remember that person is because they were good. Yeah. Fuck off. Hey, tell me one good person ever. Exactly. Even p- people throwing Mother Teresa under the bus. <laughs> no. Was like- Mother Teresa pushed against women getting educated and having access to like hygienic shit for their periods. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> she like literally would not supply her women's hospitals with pads and tampons. Yeah. Okay. Name me a good person. She spent all of her fucking money saving these snow leopards. Oh man, like the snow who I love the snow leopards, dude. What you got a problem with snow leopards now? Uh, maybe. We'll see. Wow. We'll have to see. But no, I mean, I really can't name someone who is altruistically good. Because they don't exist. No. Look at anyone. Abraham Lincoln wanted to send all of the Africans back to Africa and pay their slave owners for the dividends that they would have lost because they lost all their workers. Um, Gandhi's a rapist. (laughs) He wasn't a rapist. He just was very odd and liked to sleep with uh, his do sexual nieces. experiments to see if he could um you know if he could you know sustain himself and not give in to his sexual urges by sleeping naked with his 14-year-old niece um, a little weird he maybe he should have went to mexico got a zip zip maybe uh, i mean even uh who else is seen as holier than thou and above all uh martin luther king jr was a serial rape, not rapist, a uh, cheater on yeah. his on his wife. He cheated on his wife all the time as he was a fucking reverend preaching about how he was, you know, had a dream and I'm the one you should follow and I'm constantly fucking other women. Thanks for this platform. Look at JFK. <laughs> JFK oh, yeah. had the the arguably the sexiest first lady of all time, mm-hmm. and constantly cheated on her. With the same woman that his brother was having sex with. Probably did it at the same time, high five and most likely. But it's just like, you know, no one's that good. Yeah. Look at Donald Trump. He <laughs> it's he, he signed the bill for nine eleven to nine eleven first responders to continue having uh, health care, but then he also claimed that he was there helping with the first responders even though he has also claimed that he was in Jersey City watching people celebrate as yeah. the towers fell 
that he was in his apartment in Trump Tower uh, watching, able to see people jumping from the buildings, even though it's five miles away. Um, and he also has claimed that on that day, he uh, was down there sending workers to help. And so because of that, the government gave him a $150,000 loan oh my God. Um, to, uh, to reimburse him for all of his help in housing people, mm-hmm. even though he didn't. He didn't do anything. He claimed to have donated $10,000 to the, the fund, which he didn't. And then uh, as a political stunt during his uh, campaigning in 2016, yeah. his foundation, which later that year was shut down because they found out he was it's using it to personal, yeah. ba- personally bankroll his corruption. Yeah. Um, that foundation donated $100,000 to building the 9-11 Memorial Museum. But he also hadn't personally donated to it in over like 10 years. So he was just giving other people's money as himself. Yeah. So he profited on 9-11. You know, day of, day of. Yeah. He was on, he called into the news and was gloating about how, because those towers fell, his building was now the tallest in Manhattan oh again. Oh my God. What a prick. <laughs> I can, I can read you the quote. No, I, I believe you. I want, it's, it's a very nice quote. So, for everyone listening, we're very off topic. Be uh, be vigilant, be wild, because there are cult leaders everywhere. Though they not might they might not have uh, fancy hats or bald or beards or sunglasses, they do walk among us. They do. Here's the quote. This is on. This is literally two hours after the second tower fell. Mm-hmm. On. TV, he called in and he said, and he was rambling. And at one point, he says, uh, 40 Wall Street actually was the second tallest building in downtown Manhattan. It was actually before the World Trade Center, the tallest. And, and then when they built the World Trade Center, it became known as the second tallest. And now it's the tallest. <laughs> it's always a dick measuring competition with this asshole. No, it was literally on. September 11th, 2001. <laughs> <laughs> and then now today... Uh, there's still in, like 3,000 people missing and presumed dead, sir. I say eight, 18 years later, he comes out and goes, I was down there. I, I was helping I, people. I wouldn't call myself a first responder. I mean, you can if you wanted to, but I was down there with those people. They're good people. They did a lot of hard work. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's like, Jesus Christ. Honestly, that's the thing. People stay vigilant. You really have to because our the mainstream media is trying to warp the way that you see politicians. Yeah, do not do not uh, and that's watch any of it, left but or right. Like it's, it's all awful. it's a huge issue right now because you got to think about what kind of an effect this is going to have. You tell me. How is anyone in our nation or the world supposed to listen to and respect? What, whoever our next president is. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's going to be fucking weird. Yeah. This dude has literally changed the way that people look at politics yeah. and made it an us versus them, a mm-hmm. red versus blue. And now there's not going to be any winners. Yeah, it's all losers now. And we're kind of fucked. <laughs> but don't worry. England's going to crash and burn before we do. So, yeah. uh, we Brexit. just have to see where those uh, where those missiles that North Korea launched about 
22 minutes ago actually land. Okay. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks uh, for listening. During the apocalypse. If we're dead, nice knowing you. <laughs> nice knowing you. All right. Hopefully we, we well, you can turn in next week and hear our lovely voices over the... Get under the table, Michael. Get under the table. Oh, no. I'm too fat. <laughs> okay. Right. We love you all. I'll miss you. I guess that's accident. Yeah. And uh accidental injury and uh uh accidental death. You can't sue the military. Yeah, well, yeah you could. Yeah, you can. You can sue anybody for anything. Yeah, you might not win, yeah. but you can do it. <laughs> that's like when people are like, You're not allowed to complain. I'm like, Yes. Yes, I I, I, I am. I hate it when people said you you can't say that. And I'm just like, uh, I live in America, don't I? Yeah, and and not even that, but like I have a vocal box and can push air through my fucking larynx yeah. and use my mouth to make those letters into that word. Can I not? Interesting. That's a words. Words only have the power you give them. Yeah. What are words? You know, like who? You ever deconstruct what things are? Yes. But like belief. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know that like the Scottish money is. Like a Europe, it's a it's a Scottish pound. It's not a British pound, and two different of, weights. No, well, they're it's just dollars. And oh. so the thing is that you can't exchange a Scottish pound in England for English pounds. You have to go back to Scotland and give it back to them and get English pounds from a certain place, and then go back to England. Are they exact same? Do they look exactly the same? No. Oh, so the reason I thought this is, was like super retarded. <laughs> like, well, it, it kind of is. It's because England has their central pound. Yeah, Scotland has ten separate banks that all have the right to print Scottish pounds. Very bad idea. So there are ten separate versions of the pound. Yeah, oh in my Scotland, God. and the thing is, That's like that Confederate money. It's not backed by any kind of no the, the bank precious stone like. The building over there, he printed it, faith. Exactly. That is, and same with American money since we left the gold standard. Yeah, the but like, fiat currency, yeah. is literally, the money is only worth something because people believe that it's worth something. Oh. It's a piece of paper that is, for some reason, important and expensive. It's all belief. Yeah, it's all bullshit. Yeah. Like That's why I love in uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, the, the way to fly is just to forget that, you, that you're supposed to fall. Okay, that's a Looney Tune cartoon. No, it's, it's in the, uh, so it's in the Hitchhiker's Guide. It's, it's basically like, and they have a whole like half chapter, kind of almost like cut scene in the book of um, like a scientific school of trying to measure this thing. Yeah. And they would do it by like having people like jump down the stairs and right before they were about to impact, someone would like yell like, God bless you. And like distract them from like remembering to hit the ground. Oh yeah. I forgot. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's exactly what ended up giving you the ability to fly was just forgetting you're supposed to fall. And so you'll just keep going <laughs> and then you just think about it. You can go up or down, mm-hmm. but as soon as you think about the fact that you should be falling, you stop flying. Yeah, I wish. I bet Sonny Bono wishes that he he thought that right before he hit that tree. Yeah, I'm sure that uh, 
a lot of people have wished that, <laughs> including uh, Mr. Felix Colgrave. He was like, I wish I just forgot that I had to fall. Oh, who's Felix? What do you do? Remember the the Red Bull guy that jumped from space? <laughs> what a crazy lived, though. Of course he, he did, but what a crazy motherfucker. He took a weather balloon up into space and then mm. was just like, all right, and... Bye. Yep. I'm surprised that he, like... That must have been some heavy calculations to get right to the point where he wouldn't burn up in the atmosphere. Yeah. Well, I don't... I don't know. Would you burn up in the atmosphere? I mean, if you went high enough, yeah. Unprotected it's entirely. Hard to, it's hard to say, because, like... um. Spaceships do because they're big metal things, like a little. Well, it's because of the friction. It's because of the friction you build up by going through it. So his suit would build friction. He probably would burn, if not melt. That'd be insane. Just like a puddle falls. Like oh, here he comes. It just starts raining. Uh, What the fuck? It's a person. It's all silver and red. It's melted. There's like chunks of bones start falling. You're like, oh my God, get the kids inside. Run, run. Oh no. It gives you wings. It's like the Challenger V2. There was a there was a teacher on that one. Yes, that's why everyone watched it in school. <laughs> like, yay, teachers can be, oh no. Teachers can turn be. Turn it off, turn it off. Killed publicly <laughs> on live broadcast. <laughs> Live from Florida. It's, <laughs> it's uh, spin the dice on a teacher's life. Coming back at seven. <laughs> this uh, this may shock you. But I guess we should say hello. So 